The zero RB draft strategy is alive and well. In fact, 2023 is shaping up to be the best year to draft zero RB ever. The overall fantasy football market, running back depth and valuation, and the importance of drafting elite wide receivers have all aligned to point towards zero RB being the ultimate draft strategy for 2023. Let's start by defining zero RB. The zero RB term in strategy was originated by Sean Siegel back in 2013. The basis of the strategy as defined by Siegel is to take at most one high upside running back in either the fourth or the fifth round of a draft, or in most cases, not to take any until at least the sixth. It wasn't long ago that the first round of fantasy football drafts was filled with mostly, if not all, running backs. Yet in today's game, when you look at ADP data, there are routinely six plus wide receivers being drafted in the first round. And the wide receiver craze doesn't stop there. Wide receivers are being drafted in the early rounds at a higher rate than ever. Now you could galaxy brain yourself into thinking you should zig when others zag and load up on running backs early, but there are a couple problems with that. First, the high-end wide receivers are performing like never before and they're delivering dominant week-winning performances in league-winning seasons that we used to count on from running backs. Plus, sometimes we just need to follow the market. If the market is telling us we need to get our wide receivers early, then we just need to get our wide receivers early. At the same time, there aren't enough bell cow running backs to think that we could gain an advantage by drafting running back heavy early anyway. The NFL has shifted to a more committee-focused approach to their backfields, which makes those high fantasy point outputs fewer and farther between. It also gives us more usable running backs because there are more teams than ever giving us multiple fantasy-relevant running backs. So now the supply is greater than it used to be, which brings down the demand. We can also look at fragility. When the zero RB draft strategy was first coined by Sean Siegel, the forefront of his argument was that running backs are far more fragile and have a high bust rate compared to the other positions. In fact, since 2017, 20% of running backs with an ADP in round one or two have missed five or more games during the course of a single season. The basis of the strategy then became to load up on wide receivers early with at least one quarterback or tight end in the first five rounds, and then find running backs with upside for high scoring weeks without paying high draft capital. But it doesn't end there. We're not just accepting that we're going to play pin the tail on the running back all season long and let the position be a weak point in our lineup. We actually want it to become a strength. Whether that's through hitting on a mid or late round running back in the draft that performs like an early round pick, or by working the waiver wire during the season to find that hero mid-season ad. Whatever the route, the ultimate goal is that by end of the season, we are just as strong at running back as our league mates. But the difference is, and this is where we get our advantage, is that we also have stud wide receivers quarterbacks, and tight ends because we drafted top-tier guys at those positions early in our drafts. We want to build a juggernaut. A successful zero RB team will do this while accessing upside and unlocking a ceiling greater than that of other roster constructions. That's why if you're not getting like a top eight running back in the first two rounds, you might as well wait on the position because drafting a third round running back who doesn't have an elite ceiling won't allow our teams to reach that maximum potential. Zero RB is a very niche strategy that can be very effective, but we have to know when to use it. 
League settings are important when considering drafting zero RB. There are a few settings that a league can have that help optimize the zero RB draft strategy, like fab bidding. This allows you to be aggressive rather than being held down by the waiver wire priority order. If you're able to be aggressive, you can be sure to acquire that hot waiver wire running back. The league should also be PPR or at worst half PPR because that brings more value to wide receivers and increases the depth of usable running backs. The league should require at least two running back starters. This allows the chance to load up on wide receivers early as opponent drafters are taking more running backs and taking them earlier. You should also be able to start at least four to five wide receivers. This includes flex spots. With all those early wide receivers, you'll have an edge in multiple starting slots. Now, draft slot is also important. If you're in a position to draft a stud running back like a Christian McCaffrey or an Austin Eckler, or even guys in the second round like Nick Chubb or Tony Pollard, there's no need to pass over them just to force the zero RB strategy. Instead, you can pivot to what is sometimes called hero RB or anchor RB, which is when you draft one early round stud running back and then wait many rounds before drafting another. But before we get into how to execute the zero RB draft strategy and when to use it, if you are enjoying this video and find it at all valuable, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'll be pumping out content like this all summer long. And hey, leave me a comment. Let me know what you want me to talk about next. Okay, so now we understand the zero RB draft strategy and when to use it, but now we need to know how to do it effectively. After we load up on wide receivers early with maybe an elite quarterback or tight end as well, we will eventually need to start drafting running backs. This is where this strategy starts to get challenging. It's not always easy to find quality running back talent with potential to smash their ADP once we get past the first few rounds. This is why so many fantasy gamers shy away from the zero RB strategy, but it's also why it's so effective when done right. When it's time to actually start drafting running backs, we can't just pick any random backs. Remember, we're looking for running backs who can exceed their ADP with the upside to return early round production at a late round price. And there are several archetypes of running backs that we should target when drafting zero RB that will help us accomplish this goal. Like drafting a running back from an uncertain backfield. We're ultimately looking for a breakout star. Many times breakout running backs come from ambiguous situations. We can also look at rookies. Late round rookies naturally have contingent upside. We haven't seen them on an NFL field before, so there is a lot of unknown, specifically in regards to their role. And they often come from these aforementioned uncertain backfield situations. We can also look at running backs who have contingent upside. These are our handcuff running backs. But they're not just any backups. They have to be the clear and obvious backup where we know if the starter goes down, they are going to assume the majority of the workload. Very few of these exist in today's NFL. Or we could look to receiving backs. Pure receiving backs don't give us the league winning upside that we really want when drafting zero RB, but they can give us some standalone value and be an early season bridge to what will hopefully be an emerging breakout from someone else. Because we still need to survive the early weeks of the season, and these guys help us do that. But it doesn't stop there. Not every handcuff running back or rookie running back or running back with an uncertain backfield are the same. Within these archetypes are a few other characteristics that we need to pursue. We want our running backs to be athletic. We want them to play in a good offense. We want them to have touchdown upside. And we want them to have receiving upside. These four characteristics allow for the most upside if and when they get their opportunity. 
which is why these are the running backs who will make for a successful zero RB strategy. Once the draft is complete, however, the strategy is not over. It's really just getting started. We need to be vigilant and aggressive on the waiver wire, identifying running backs who can capture the same type of upside that we look for in our draft targets. Luckily, because we took such a different approach on draft day, we won't have to compete as much with our league mates for waiver wire pickups. While they are already strong at running back, they are more likely targeting wide receivers and tight ends off waivers. And as zero RB drafters, we will already be strong at wide receiver and have less competition for those important running back additions. For our zero RB teams, our benches need to include multiple handcuff running backs who are ready to explode the second their starter goes down. We can even roster some rookies who have been discarded by their original drafters who got impatient because they weren't producing right away because of their rookies. Every year we see multiple rookie running backs go off in the last month or so of the season after a slow start. This can also be a good strategy when attacking the trade market. So we know the zero RB draft strategy in and out at this point. Now we need to find the running backs that fit our desired archetypes and characteristics for 2023. The great news is 2023 is shaping up to be the best year yet to draft zero RB. That's because more than ever, running backs are being devalued by the fantasy football market. It wasn't long ago that the first round of drafts were nearly all running backs. Now we're lucky if we get more than three in round one. As the importance of wide receiver production and elite quarterback play has increased, talented workhorse running backs in good situations have been pushed to the middle to late rounds. A few years ago, running backs like Cam Akers, Joe Mixon, and Aaron Jones would be going in the first three rounds of every single fantasy draft. Now they've been pushed into the middle rounds. That also means traditional middle and late round running backs are being pushed down the board even further. That's why we can wait and wait and wait on the running back position. Let's discuss some of the 2023 running backs that fit some of the archetypes and characteristics that are important for zero RB targets. There are a lot, which illustrates further why zero RB is the best strategy for 2023. One of the best zero RB targets for 2023 is DeAndre Swift. Even while playing just 34% of the snaps in 2022, DeAndre Swift managed to end the season top 12 in targets, receptions, and receiving yards among running backs. He was number two in yards per touch, and he was top five in yards per route. And when giving carries, DeAndre Swift was efficient, but also explosive, breaking off a run of 15 yards or more on more than 8% of his rush attempts while averaging 5.5 yards per carry. And Swift was number seven in expected points added and top three in fantasy points per opportunity, according to playerprofiler.com. The point is when given opportunity, DeAndre Swift has been far better than the general fantasy football community gives him credit for. That means if the Eagles decide to give him a significant portion of the backfield touches, especially in the passing game, DeAndre Swift has an elite ceiling. He checks four boxes of the zero RB archetypes and characteristics that we look for. That's uncertain backfield, athleticism, receiving upside, and good offense. David Montgomery is probably my favorite target when drafting zero RB in 2023. It feels cliche to say at this point, but David Montgomery projects to slide right into the role that Jamal Williams held on his way to 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns last year. Yet David Montgomery is a better version of Jamal Williams across the board. He's bigger, evades more tackles, and is far more efficient as a runner, and he adds more value in the passing game. David Montgomery was an RB1 in fantasy football in two of the last three seasons, and he scored as an RB2 or better 
18 times over the last two years. So we know he can produce. And he may not score 17 touchdowns, but Dave Montgomery can realistically get to 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns with 30 receptions in this offense. And yes, I said 30 receptions. The Lions targeted running backs 115 times last year. Not all of that is going to go to the rookie Jameer Gibbs. Montgomery has proven to be underrated in the passing game, and he's averaged three receptions per game over the last three seasons. When adding that to his rushing numbers, we should easily get a top 24 running back season from David Montgomery. The zero RB boxes that he checks are an uncertain backfield, good offense, touchdown upside, and he's a pass catcher. By the way, the ADPs in this video are coming from Underdog Fantasy, the best platform for drafting. I am literally drafting an underdog every single day. Whether it be a quick draft or a slow draft, a mini $3 league, or best ball mania tournament where the winner takes home $3 million. I've also really been enjoying their season-long pick-em props. I love the underdog platform, and I know you will too, so sign up now and use promo code YARDSPER to get a $100 first-time deposit match. And then I'll see you in a draft room. Another really good target for zero RB drafters in 2023 is James Conner. James Conner is going to be a volume-driven RB2 in fantasy football in 2023. The Cardinals offense is going to lean on him in both the run game and on checkdowns, especially when Kyler Murray is out. Even when Murray returns, he's not going to be running around on that repaired knee, so they're still going to need to lean on James Conner. He could absolutely finish top 10 in fantasy points per game for the third straight year, yet his ADP is in round seven. And he checks two of the zero RB boxes that we look for. That's receiving upside and touchdown upside. Rashad White might be the steal of every 2023 fantasy football draft. And that makes him a great pick for zero RB drafters. Rashad White is in line for a significant workload, but he's being drafted as a mid-range RB3. The team turned to him as a rookie in week 10 last year, giving him a surprise start over Leonard Fournette. And on the international stage in Germany, Rashad White ran through the Seahawks for 105 yards in his second RB2 performance of the season. And from there, it was game on for Rashad White. He took double-digit carries in four of the last seven regular season games, and he finished as a top 25 running back in all four of those, with two of them in the top 10. And over that stretch, Rashad White showed off his receiving skills by averaging five receptions per game, and he finished the season with 50 catches. Remember, Rashad White was a strong prospect coming out of Arizona State last year. The Buccaneers invested a third-round pick on him in for good reason. Not only is he a big, explosive runner, but he's one of the best receiving backs to enter the NFL in the last five years. While leading Arizona State in rushing in 2021, he also had the team's second-highest share of receiving yards. And sure, the pundits are going to criticize him for being inefficient as a runner in 2022, but he was a rookie for one, and he was behind the NFL's most injury-depleted offensive line. However, he still managed to outperform the other players in his backfield from an efficiency perspective. The offensive line is now healed, and the path has been paved for a huge workload. The zero RB boxes that he checks are athleticism, receiving upside, and touchdown upside. Isaiah Pacheco makes for another great target for zero RB drafters in 2023. From week 10 through the Super Bowl, Isaiah Pacheco averaged 12 fantasy points per game while scoring double-digit points in 10 of his last 12 contests. And he scored as a top 24 running back in six of the last eight games of the season, and he capped off his rookie year by scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl. 
Pacheco played 56% of the snaps in both the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. And he carried the ball 10 or more times in every playoff game, including seven times in the red zone, which was more than double what Jarek McKinnon got. And looking ahead to 2023, the team brought back Jarek McKinnon, but did not add anyone of significance to that backfield. That means Isaiah Pacheco is secure atop the depth chart, at least when it comes to early downs and short yardage goal line work. And that's really all he needs in this offense to be a top 24 running back for fantasy football. After all, this is the Patrick Mahomes offense. They scored 61 touchdowns last year. And Clyde Edwards-Jalera accounted for six of those in the first five weeks. And now that role is going to be Pacheco's for a full season. I'd say it's realistic to project Isaiah Pacheco for 200 carries, 25 receptions, 1,000 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And that's not even his ceiling. The zero RB boxes that he checks athleticism, good offense, and touchdown upside. One of my favorite running backs to pick when I'm drafting zero RB in 2023 is Antonio Gibson. There's been some chatter that Antonio Gibson could finally get some more touches in the Washington offense in 2023. Head coach Ron Rivera made comments about wanting to get Gibson more involved multiple times during the offseason, and they were unprompted, which makes me believe them a little bit more. I don't know, maybe new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy has talked some sense into Ron Rivera. After all, Gibson is 10 times more talented than his backfield mate, Brian Robinson. Robinson is your typical between-the-tackles, non-explosive grinder running back, while Gibson is a big dude with incredible athleticism and explosion. And he was a receiver in college, so we know he's good in the passing game. In fact, Gibson was top 12 in target share, yards per reception, and yards per route in 2022 while playing in a limited role. And don't forget, he was a top 20 running back in each of his first two seasons in the NFL, and he ran for 1,000 yards in 2021. The zero RB boxes that he checks are uncertain backfield, athleticism, receiving upside, and touchdown upside. The Eagles are a great backfield and target when drafting zero RB. Now, only take one of them per draft, but I have plenty of Rashad Penny on my zero RB teams. Over the last two seasons when he's been healthy, Rashad Penny has been one of the more productive running backs in the entire NFL. He was a league winner in fantasy football in 2021 with how dominant he was over the last month or so. And for his career, Rashad Penny has a yards per carry average of 5.7. To put that in perspective, Nick Chubb's career average is 5.2. And Jonathan Taylor's is 5.1. Derrick Henry's is 4.8. And if we narrow it down to his 11 starts between 2021 and 2022, Rashad Penny's average jumps to an amazing 6.8 on 151 rush attempts. Rashad Penny is a big physical running back who also runs with great explosion and speed to rip off long runs. He broke off a run of 15 yards more six times in the five games that he played last season, which was more than 10% of his carries. And he did that at a league-leading 12.6% clip in 2021, according to Player Profiler. His explosiveness and speed could really be dangerous running behind an elite offensive line like the Eagles. So his zero RB boxes checked are uncertain backfield, athleticism, good offense, and touchdown upside. Damian Harris is another running back I like to target when I'm drafting zero RB. He just joined a Bills offense that is set up perfectly for him to succeed. They were a top five scoring unit in both 2021 and 2022 and there's really no reason to think they won't be the same in 2023. And as a touchdown scoring specialist, that plays right into Damian Harris's hands. And the Bills have said numerous times this offseason that they want to start pulling back on Josh Allen's design runs and protect his body better for the long term. That means there could be more opportunities for a 216-pound running back with 20 rushing touchdowns in three years like Damian Harris 
to get more goal line and short yardage opportunities. He's 20 pounds heavier than James Cook, and he's seven years younger than Latavius Murray. So it wouldn't be a shock to see Damian Harris lead the Bills in carries as well as red zone touches. His zero RB boxes checked are uncertain backfield, good offense, and touchdown upside. Now we're starting to get into some of the handcuffs. And Elijah Mitchell might be the best handcuff in 2023, which makes him a great zero RB target. Mitchell also has shown that he can provide some standalone value while playing alongside a healthy Christian McCaffrey. In six games that the two played together last season, including playoffs, Elijah Mitchell averaged 11 touches per game. Four of those came in the regular season, three of which resulted in a top 36 fantasy football performance. But if we're being honest, we're really drafting Elijah Mitchell for the massive contingent upside that he brings in the case of a Christian McCaffrey injury. And McCaffrey's no stranger to the injury report. He missed 23 games with five separate injuries between 2020 and 2021. He did manage to stay healthy in 2022, but he's 27 years old and he's undersized. So there's a real chance that the injury bug comes back around for 2023. And if that happens, Elijah Mitchell is going to be in line for a significant workload. And we already know he can produce at a high level in this offense based on his rookie season performance. So with an ADP in the 11th round, it doesn't cost much to go and buy this lottery ticket. The payoff could be huge. Mitchell checks four of the zero RB boxes that we look for as contingent value, athleticism, good offense, and touchdown upside. Sticking with the handcuff theme here for a minute for zero RB targets, we got Jalen Warren, who is one of fantasy football's top handcuff running backs for 2023. As an undrafted rookie in 2022, Jalen Warren proved to be a more than capable backup to Najee Harris. And some even believe he should be starting ahead of the former first round pick. Warren even gave his fantasy managers some standalone value with six top 36 performances. He displayed good receiving skills by catching 28 passes while playing in a backup role. With that added receiving upside, Jalen Warren would be a weekly RB2 if anything were to happen to Najee Harris. So the zero RB boxes that he checks are contingent value and receiving upside. Roshan Johnson is one of my favorite running backs to draft in 2023, zero RB or not. The Bears drafted him in the fourth round of this year's draft. That came after Johnson spent most of his college career in the shadow of B. John Robinson, though he did flash exceptional skills when given opportunity. He's a big running back at 6 feet, 219 pounds, and he runs with a dangerous mix of power and finesse. And he has the athleticism to be a lead running back in the NFL. But where he gets the real edge in the Chicago Bears backfield, though, is with his receiving skills. Because he was stuck behind Bijan Robinson, the numbers don't accurately reflect his true talent in the receiving game. But Roshan Johnson proved to be a natural receiver when given that chance. He caught 25 passes over his last two seasons, and he had 23 as a true freshman. In a backfield where he's competing with two running backs who are clearly not pass catchers, this gives Roshan Johnson a real edge for playing time. And he's also one of the better pass blocking running backs to enter the NFL in recent seasons, which is only going to help make his case to be in that third down role. And there is absolutely a world where Roshan Johnson just comes in and takes the RB1 job in Chicago outright. And in that case, it would be wheels up and he becomes one of the great steals of 2023 fantasy football drafts. The zero RB boxes that he checks are uncertain backfield. He's a rookie. He's got contingent value. He's athletic, and he's got receiving upside. Kenneth Gainwell may be the king 
of the zero RB targets in 2023, at least when it comes to double-digit rounds. He showed us enough last season to think he can be a big part of the Eagles' backfield in 2023, despite the other additions that they made at the position. The Eagles cranked up Gainwell's usage in the playoffs last year when he had back-to-back games with double-digit carries, and he ended the postseason with 33 attempts and 181 rushing yards with a 5.5 yards per carry average. So he's been really good when given the opportunity. Unfortunately, the volume to this point in his career hasn't been enough to be relevant in fantasy football. However, he's still averaged over four yards per carry in each season, and he's ranked number seven in fantasy points per touch in 2022. He also managed to finish number seven and number five in fantasy points per opportunity in each of his two seasons. So for Sean Penny and DeAndre Swift battle more injuries, and neither has been the epitome of health to this point in their careers, Kenneth Gainwell could be really, really productive in fantasy football. And there is a world where the coaches trust him more than the other running backs on the roster, or is the only healthy one for a significant portion of the season, and he winds up a weekly starter in Philly and our fantasy lineups. The zero RB boxes that he checks are uncertain backfield, athletic, receiving upside, and good offense. The last zero RB target that I'm going to discuss in this video is Chuba Hubbard. In two seasons in the NFL, Chuba Hubbard has proven to be a quality running back. He started 10 games in 2021 and he managed five top 24 performances while sharing a backfield. And then after the Panthers traded away Christian McCaffrey during the 2022 season, Hubbard was again productive while operating behind Deontay Foreman. Hubbard maintained a 4.9 yards per carry average while ranking sixth in yards per touch. He also had a respectable 2.81 yards created per touch, which ranked 26 among all running backs, according to Player Profiler. And despite the free agent addition of Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard has a shot to play a much bigger role than anticipated. Even if not, Chuba Hubbard has proven to be a quality option when called upon, and he doesn't need to be a bow cow to get it done. So in the event of a Miles Sanders injury, Chuba Hubbard can absolutely get you some productive weeks. The zero RB boxes that he checks are contingent value, athleticism, and receiving upside. Hey, if you like that video, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment on what you want me to talk about next. You can find all my stuff, my rankings, articles, podcasts, more videos like this on yardsperfantasy.com. Just download the Yards Per Fantasy app and we thank you for your support.